This is the second half of episode eight. If you haven't listened to the first, go back and check it out. Large cash transfers like uh, North Korea was blamed for like several bank heists. Uh, <laughs> the bank heist that happened here in the U.S.? No, no, none happened here. In the, uh, there was one in Bangladesh, I think, okay. if, mem- if memory serves. I could be wrong. But uh, yeah, they're the only nation state that I know that has been attributed to uh, actually robbing a bank. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, there's reasons for it i guess but. that gives you a job doesn't it uh, or hey, the, along the line hey, of hey, business is a boom <laughs> <laughs> so you don't need north korea to, to help no, that out no no i don't um well i don't know maybe maybe now that i'm protecting <laughs> the power grid maybe you know a little more i know the i know the pandemic's going on and everything yeah. maybe a little attack on the electric grid you know would Keeps, might know, liven so things up. Yeah, might liven things I'd up. I'd rather it not have an attack on the uh, power grid. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you you said earlier static data points, and you you studied criminals, and and so I'm sure the criminals are looking for those things too. What it, what does static data point mean, and what does that mean to like so, an individual? So hey, civilian? Jacob, yeah, what, what's your social security number? Four zero eight one seven. Eight six, six nine seven, eight four. Five, three, hey, congrats! Nine, yeah. Yeah. That may actually be a social security number. I have LifeLock, but I don't yeah. know if whose so, ever I just gave off does. So that is a static data data point, right? Okay. And there's a lot that you can do with that, even if it's made up, mind you. Um, that that's another point of discussion, I guess. But um, what is your phone number? What is your mother's maiden name? Mm-hmm. What is your address? What is the amount of the loan that you took on the last thing you had a loan for? These are all data points that don't change. They're static. They're not dynamic. Right. right? Uh, your credit card number does not change. Um, however, things like EMV chip implementation do change because those are actually one-time tokens that are technologically sent. So that actually is a random number and it can't be replicated. The chip in your mm-hmm. card, right? Yeah. Yeah. That implementation was very slow to roll out. And there was a lot of concessions done in the United States uh, for that, which is why swipe carding and stuff where, where someone goes and gets uh, encoded information for a card and, and they take a device and they actually make a fake card with it. Yeah. That's why that still works. Hey, quick question on wasn't that in Europe like 10 years ago? Or? Oh, yeah. Uh, Europe <laughs> was uh, definitely ahead of the curve on that one. Uh, they, well, so when you get something like the EU, um, they can say, you know what? It's going to be just like this. And guess what? It ends up being just like that because yeah. a lot of the member nations can't say no. So, um, yeah, there, there was a pretty widespread adoption of EMV chip technology because Visa and MasterCard were able to lobby very effectively over there um, and get it done because ultimately it costs them money. So when, when, when someone steals from a credit card company, whose money are they stealing? If it's your credit card and gets done, it's a bit of an ass pain for you, right? You right. have to call it in and be like, hey, I didn't make this charge. I'm not going to be on the hook for this interest. And... 
you're absolutely right. By law, you're not. Yeah. So the credit card company, their incentive then is to, well, close it, get it fixed, give you a new card so you can still continue to be a customer and, you know, create revenue for them. Right. And uh, catch the dirty fucker that stole their money. Yeah, exactly. That's what, that's what they're doing. They're stealing a big pile of money um, that is... Uh, technically already kind of written off as a loss. Like they're, they're written off the, I haven't been drinking, I swear, but um, nice. yeah, all, all of this, this money that these criminals are attacking is already kind of an understood loss. And so my job is to help them reduce that. Right. So they can right. see those numbers going down and, you know, it fluctuates because criminals get new tools given to them. Sometimes uh, there was one, I want to say, uh, so there was a vulnerability. Uh, it was a worm. I want to say it was in WannaCry. Uh, somebody took the Eternal Blue exploit that the NSA had stood. The NSA had leaked by the Russians. <laughs> okay. On, on WikiLeaks. Okay. And uh, it was a rather powerful exploit in SMB version one. I want to say uh, it's a it's a simple message protocol, and uh, this allowed any kind of malware that was a, that had this package put in it to traverse networks automatically. It was a worm, not a virus worms self propagate. So it's, so it's a, it's automatic. It's robotic. Right. Um, and this got into the criminal communities and people were throwing it shit like ransomware. And that's how you get want to cry. Like that's why you had <laughs> wide scale network outages and everything. Um, so this rush to collect data, Yep. Data from people that has been stolen. And, and uh, so let's be real. At first, this data is hoarded by other companies. Right. And it's being stored in places, right? Data on you and your purchase habits and your mother's maiden name and your social security number. Um, Equifax and Experian and TransUnion, they're really guilty of this because they collect it from everywhere, whether or not you want them to have it or not, right? Because your credit score right. is calculated from this. And they will go and find this stuff and turn it around and monetize it. Right. So you, you see, they'll the, sell it to other companies, right? Is the, that so, what you're saying? Well, they will. Uh, so these companies will sell it to each other. It, there's no telling what bucket it gets thrown into and how good the locks are in that bucket. And criminals are able to just go and get them uh, right now. in uh, just from the Equifax hack alone, it is a reasonable assumption to say that every credit age adult in the United States has their full static data available for purchase on the dark web. It was 173 million records. I believe I'm quoting that number correctly. Uh, none of us did any research before we came on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome to podcasting, yeah, right? Just but I mean, like, uh, <clears throat> how much of that has been talked about recently that's kind of been swept under the rug? It, well, it's not swept under the rug. It's, yeah, but when it, was the last time you thought it, about that? It's not, Well, I've had to think about it a lot. However, it's not generating as much revenue as uh, for the media as it but, used to. Yeah, but I mean, exactly. Like, when was the last time there was an article about that? About data breaches? Yeah. Well, it's it's a fact of life now. Yeah. It really is. Um, I used to I, I used to roll my eyes when, whenever I would see a, yet another data breach scare, right? Because that's that's what it was. It was fear driven. Uh, these companies, whenever they get outed as having a breach, a data breach, um, they go into panic mode because their stock immediately takes a huge hit. Investors don't want to invest in them, and people will unload their stock like it's like 
you know, not their kid. Yeah. <laughs> and, th- you know, it's, it's their fault. It's, it's entirely their fault because the company, yeah, because they didn't take the appropriate measures and steps to protect data, um, that they should have protected or not had in the first place. That's kind of the key there is that why is this random advertising consulting firm? Um, why does it have information on why I, or, you know, what I like or who I'm likely to vote for? It, it It's, Sorry, there's a cat that is attacking the podcast right now. She is super <laughs> yes. inconsiderate. She, she is trying to take over. Nah, I guess. She's not that interesting. We got her gone now. Yeah, we do. Good. Get it, get out of here, scat. But the... Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the this data, more often than not, shouldn't have been in anyone's possession. Ever to begin with. Ever to begin with. There, there was no real reason for them to actually have it other than the fact that data is valuable. Yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of the key here, is that the information that you have that associates with the identity of Jacob Serber, mm-hmm. the identity of Wes Bird, the identity of Alex Noonan, um, it has value to criminals, to companies who want to sell you things. Um and it's been estimated that that value of that data that makes up you as a person out in the world is more valuable than, than gold. Uh, there are a lot of people on this planet, and every one of them produces data points daily. It's collected through your phones. It's collected through your use on social media. It's collected through your browser activity mm-hmm. uh, and the news that you ingest. Uh, the TV shows that you watch and how you watch it, the cable companies, they go and they sell the data on what's being seen. That's how they know what ratings are. Yeah. Um, and all of this leads into big data buckets that really, really smart computer algorithms and some super scary smart machine learning, like, I don't know, like taskmasters kind of is what they are. Like yeah. these people are training the robots to read this stuff they can accurately predict better than you on what you prefer and what you will probably do next on, on a good number of things in your life. And if they can predict it, then they can make it happen. Yes. And so, and and so I, I, I don't know about you, but being able to see into the future or even just a little bit, that's a competitive edge anywhere. I'm from. extremely, um, and it's easy to see when it's put into that context, uh, that kind of logical step between this is the data that makes up me yep. and here's how it's now being applied. It's, it's better than liquid gold. Oh yeah. Um, it's, it's super valuable and it's essentially if a company isn't utilizing d- big data to its fullest extent, they're just going to be behind the curve. Right. Right. Um, and criminals, <laughs> If they're not using big data to get ahead of, you know, the security curve or um, to find their next best target, their their most lucrative target, because uh, they talk all the time about which banks are weak and when and how and what schemes are working, whether it's taking out personal loans or making fake people, um, because something I have been historically pretty decent at 
making fake people. Well, mm-hmm. so these these guys have probably put you to shame um, because they're. Actually, I have more to learn. Yeah, they're yep. a, they're actually going, <laughs> and uh, you gave me a random string of numbers, right? Yeah, yeah. that was nine digits long. Yep. Uh, odds are it was in the four hundred range um, for the area. Uh, you could probably just slap on a name and a date of birth on it, and as long as it meets within a certain range. Um, and there are checkers out there to tell you if this social security number is good with the date of birth that you've given, um, that data gets hoovered up when you put it into the system instantly, whether it is accurate or not. So, um, this has kind of come full circle now, if you see what I'm saying. So now we have information on an individual that doesn't exist. It's been sucked up into big data. And suddenly they become a real boy. <laughs> yep. Uh, and they're able to take out things like lines of credit, um, personal loans. Uh, people can do this at scale. They're able to fabricate multiple identities as long as they have appropriate, uh, you know, mail drops established. Uh, one popular technique that criminals will do is they'll create these identities and they'll give them. Um, They'll give them an address, much like the address here at uh, the underground bunker where we're where mm-hmm. we're staying. There's a group mailbox here, right? Yeah. Uh, super easy to access. Uh, so it's perfect for them. So what they do is they go and they get mail and they track it through informed delivery for the address. And they'll just go and pick up all the credentials whenever they go to the mail drop before the actual homeowner is able to. And then they have the two pieces of mail needed to show proof of address and bada bing. Yeah. They have or, themselves a or, or that's, card. that's where they get credit cards sent. Yep. And, you know, it, it's ad nauseum. Um, you know, rents repeat until you either get it right or you get caught. Um, and there, there's been... There's been some focus from law enforcement on actually going and arresting these individuals because they operate oftentimes when, when they get caught, they, they get caught because they're working together and they're doing it in mass um, and at scale in rings of multiple people. Uh, and strangely enough, it actually ends up, uh, uh, it's a pretty popular thing for a lot of like foreign mob types too. Like the Armenians are super bad about it in LA, uh, the Armenian mob. No kidding. Yeah, they're, they are it's it's literally use every piece of the buffalo like they they will take an identity um whether real or fake they'll do use both and the real one is probably another armenian who came over on a visa and has left like yeah hey buddy give me i'll give you a hundred bucks for your social and then they go and they get thirty thousand dollars out of it like yeah it's very lucrative for them yeah pretty like, good like return fuck, investment isn't it fuck drugs Fuck yeah. prostitution. Like, you're getting a way better return doing this stuff. I mean, they do all that other stuff too, but because, you know, gangsters, you got to yeah. have, you have an image to uphold. Yeah, exactly. The whole <laughs> buffalo. So, the way our data gets used and the way our data gets collected is a huge threat. I mean, existential threat to the world as a whole because it's not being, it's it doesn't have custodians that are acting in good faith yeah um they're all wanting to profit from it they're all wanting to um find ways to out predict their next competitor and it's it's getting to a point where who you are as a person um are just a set of data points 
And when those don't exist because someone stole them, uh, or if they are the wrong data points, God forbid they're the wrong ones, you're not the prime customer. Right. Um, you see a lot of people kind of get left by the wayside. Uh, who are people that don't have the right data points? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of elderly people. Yeah. Because they don't interact in the same yeah, way. Makes that, sense. That a lot of people do. Uh, homeless people. Uh, a lot of underserved populations that don't have regular access to the internet. Um, don't have credit or have bad credit. It, it's it's something that drives a much larger wedge uh, between diff- the different classes of society. Um, these people are worthless cause we can't extract anything out of them. They're not going to buy anything. Right. Um, these other people are great. Let's squeeze them for every drop that they're worth. And we're going to monitor everyone so that we can better out predict our competitor. Right. It, it's scary. Right. It's absolutely, it it's absolutely scary. And then you have crazy shit. Like I know we weren't going to mention it anymore, but like a pandemic that comes down right? and no one is acting in anyone's best interest. So it's all that the just pure profiteering on it. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's that's data for you. Um, and we got to be more careful about it. All of those data points that you're mentioning aside, probably from what social, I think that's still pretty ingrained in people not to just go around saying you're social, but everything oh, well, else, it doesn't even matter anymore. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'm not going to say it because it's been ingrained in me since I was <laughs> Exactly. Um, but yeah, like my social, you could just go search and find it. It's You just have to know where to look. They're just available there. Yeah. And, and so you can either look in a criminal forum and search by name and area or zip code or whatever. Right. And you'll get some hits. Or, I mean, hell, you could just be a person who works for one of these organizations that can just use a tool like LexisNexis who is able to look up, uh, you know, all of your collected data points uh, that are associated to your identity, such as like court records and birth records and addresses and phone numbers. Like those are tied to your social because you sign up for apartments and you you fill out loans. Utilities and everything. Utilities, everything. It all gets funneled and it all gets bought and... It, yeah, it's it's all out there. Yeah, because all of those things you were mentioning, all of those fixed, those static data points is what social media is built on and propagates every post, right? So I would say no. No. They actually are the other side of the coin Okay. Uh, for big data. Uh, what they do is they focus on dynamic things, your behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and your behavior creates a data point. I spent this amount of time on this image. I liked this image. Uh, I shared this image. I said this many, this word, this many times in this cadence in response to, you know, uh, in response to this story that came out. This is the thing that I discussed. This is what I'm passionate about. You know, these machine learning algorithms that study your human behavior, they're, they're keeping track of all of this and they're able to, to determine lots of things about you. And those become solid data points. This person is conservative. This person is liberal. This person is an anarchist. This person is probably gay, but they're in the closet. Um, This person is cheating on their spouse. This person has severe health problems. 
mental health problems. What happens when those behaviors start getting sold and tied to individuals right. and it's determining things like your health insurance coverage? Yeah. Um, which shouldn't even be a thing. Like, come on, let's, what, then who are they helping? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say, man, I really love my health insurance company. No. It's just one of those d- death taxes and insurances. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, that, that data not currently being used overtly uh, for any kind of determination like that, but we're not far from it. We're really not. If it's already determining who to market your political candidate to, yeah, um, who's to say that you can't make a better business decision based off of your social media behavior um, in regards to your insurance premium? Right. I, I saw with the insurance premium, I was talking with some friends about that uh, regarding 23andMe. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't touch that. No. So I saw the, that with 23andMe that it says based on your genetics, you're likely or you're predisposed to have these conditions and it's sold so that you will be aware of those things. But then the insurance companies will take that and they'll adjust your premiums or deny you coverage fully because of that. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I'm not aware of any case where that's actually happened yet. Okay. Um, if you're aware of it, uh, feel free to share it with me. Um, that could happen though. Um, and not to mention you've given, you've basically given them a license to have your genetic code. Um, that is a hard data point that doesn't change unless we severely change laws on CRISPR and the kind of public perception for editing your own genome. Right. Right. And as far as I'm aware, the only time that's really worked and been kind of praised has been the uh, bone marrow transplants with AIDS. I think we got the second AIDS case, uh, second ever AIDS case cured. So, um, you know, that's cool. Well, that, that is cool. They, they were able little, to do little, that. Little side note too, wasn't uh, the person who created 23andMe uh, tied directly to Google? I have no idea though, about those jokers. They, they live like in a castle in the sky as far as I'm concerned. Ivory Tower. Yeah. Yeah. With the 20, the 23 and me guys. Yeah. 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 I mean, whoever they are, they're doing it for a, a reason. Yeah. Um, to make money and often companies, you don't always notice how they're making their money. Um, it, it's not always upfront. Like, could you tell me, uh, 10, 10, 12 years ago, how Google made their money? No. Yeah, it was a search engine. Everybody used it. Well, little did you know, they were collecting all that shit so they could determine human behavior and to uh, help businesses become better marketed to people who use Google search. Right. Right? Search engine optimization is an entirely new field that's developed in the past decade. Um, So, yeah, I mean, these things just pop up faster than we can even train people for them. Yeah, because popular, popular perception... If you bring up any of this, you're a conspiracy theorist and people don't want to hear it, right? Would you uh, agree to that? Because I've talked to some people about how data th- information are protecting that. I think I think it's fear that causes them to kind of put their head in the sand on that because the implications of it are kind of astronomical. Yeah. Like um, you, you can kind of see the train wreck. Um, not to sound alarmist or anything. Like right. we're all, we're all going to keep living. It's just going to look a little different. Yeah. Um, 
So, I mean, that's, that's life. Things change. My grandparents, they lived a much different life than what I'm living. Um, you know, that's society trucking along. But yep. at the end of the day, if you do have an ability to kind of recognize something and say, hey, you may want to reconsider or, hey, we may want to th- rethink how we allow these things to operate and happen, uh, giving companies carte blanche access to our behaviors and our our static data points yeah and our dynamic data points so that they can learn about us and better market to us it has second and third order consequences how does that look for the the everyday person what does that look like as far as so how to protect that then i i think uh there's a really smart guy that I've been reading lately. He wrote uh, Homo Deus and um, what was the other one? Uh, Homo Deus was the second book. The first one was Sapiens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's had another one that was like 21 things to consider for the 21st century or something like that because his stuff is kind of alarmist. Um, he takes a very strategic look at kind of how a lot of this big data stuff is happening. And... Um, It comes off as very scary. For the individual, though, there's a really peculiar thing that's going on uh, when we start applying big data and and machine learning and all of these, like, tailored marketing algorithms uh, to feed these things. Because I mentioned it before, it knows you better than you know yourself. Right. Um, it's, It's really, really good at suggesting things that you would have never even thought of. So people may think that their quality of life is actually improving because suddenly they're getting all the products that they ever wanted. Yeah, that's a great idea. We're going to spend money there. We're going to spend money here. Um, Because, you know, at this really tactical individual level, that's what they see. They see that they're being helped constantly rather than extracted from. Um, They're not realizing that those behaviors and those purchase behaviors are they're being manipulated into actually doing those things there it's whether it's you know by proxy Mm -hmm. or you know directly um these are what these companies and these um these other markets are hoping that you'll do in order to support them and prop them up um, it, it gives them immense value and it's, it's how they cash out on your data. It's how your data becomes more valuable than gold. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I kind of droned on a lot there. I, I hope it was clear at least. But. Yeah. As, as far as somebody hearing this without any experience in this, is there, is there anything that anybody can do to affect this individually? to protect themselves from the greater scene that is. Um, if so, if I were to make, if, if someone were to see the light, praise Jesus and say, how do I save myself? Uh, I would say cut off social media completely, completely. Um, or if you do use social media, use it with a sock puppet. Yeah. Uh, that is a industry term for fake persona. Um, use a sock puppet, uh, use a burner device, one that you paid for in cash and um, don't don't purchase anything through advertising uh, purchase it with you know research in mind research it go out and buy it especially large purchases um, freeze all of your credit 
um, unfreeze it whenever you make a large purchase or want to want to do that. That way, no one can open up other lines of credit for you. Use credit sparingly. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, be careful who you give your information to. Um, do an ass ton of work to remove all of your information that's already been collected from all of the various databases in the world, which is impossible. Yeah. Um, but you could, if you were rich enough, you could hire a team of lawyers to do it for you and it might get done. Um, but yeah, that, that would be an extreme approach. Really just all of those things or the, the lawyer do all, of all them. of them, right? Yeah. Just, yeah, just do all of them. It, it's, I mean, if it sounds impossible, it's because it is. It's exactly as you were saying that I was like, nobody's going to do any of these. No, no, they're, they're not because that's not how life is lived today. Right. I, I use social media. Yep. Uh, my children call me. So we, we kind of have to accept it, um, to some degree, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, I think the best thing that we can do is understand what's happening Yeah, and understand that when I'm given, uh, I, I recently bought a vehicle, uh, today. Um, Facebook has been serving me up numerous car ads, yeah. uh, specifically for the branded model that I had been kind of honing in on. I, I wasn't even initially looking for the, this particular brand or model. Um, until you bought it or had you done research yeah. prior to yeah, on your it, phone, it, it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Until I bought it. Um, it didn't really even like type and look for specific brands or makes just ones that I had clicked on and viewed a number of times. Yep. Yeah. Understanding that's why those advertisements are coming to me. Those are being served. There's a bias that is going right. to be an inherent in the information that's being served up. So when I go and I go to learn something, understand that someone gave this to me because I told them, that this is what I like and they're going to make revenue off of it yep. with that data. Yeah. Cause those advertisements you see, and so many people, uh, I think more now that I've noticed probably within the last six months, as far as a ubiquitous, Hey, I just was thinking this, or I just mentioned this mm-hmm. to a friend and now I saw this advertisement yep. for it. Why is that? And it's because it's just gotten to the point, right? Where there's, they're that it good. is done. It, it is it, it is established. It is done. It well, is I have a question for you, Wes. In in terms of VPNs and things kind of messing with stuff, right? So I like to use VPNs. I like to use other things. I also like to Google search random things just to mess with the algorithm. So are there ways to kind of prevent it or just, you know, scatter the information? So, for example, um, you're not I, tr- you're not tricking it. I get knitting ads. I get female hygiene ads. I'm not a lady, you know, yet. like I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> apparently, apparently, but I mean like, you know, but the I, algorithm has predicted that soon there may be some, yeah, I'm going to be so, crocheting things for my grandchildren so, according to the algorithm. So I, I, I get, I, I see where you're going with it. It, um, yes, there, you can do little funky stuff like that. And sometimes you'll get some really weird, things that pop up on your targeted advertising, but it it self-corrects rather quickly. Yep. Uh, I I don't know, man, because apparently for the last year and a half, they think I have a one-year-old toddler. Well, so all that means is, is that you've mentioned kids at some point, or maybe you've been in pictures with children over the past year. Um, and they have determined that you might be interested in products that 
that go and associate with that. So at the end of the day, these things go off of behavior, right? Right. And unless you are always changing your behavior every single time when you, when you go and engage in these services, um, they're, they're going to self-correct. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's a matter of it because it's, it is designed to tailor itself to you. And they're all linked. All linked. All of them. I've noticed that if I go search something on Google, yeah. I'll find those ads on Facebook. I'll go if I search something in Amazon, I'll find it on Facebook yep. or Instagram. I'll find it anywhere. And it's not just there was there was the big and it still exists for some, but like Alexa or the Google Homes. Yep. Right. People said don't get those because it does this stuff. But the phone does it. The TV does it. Yep. The surface we're recording it on does it. Anything with a microphone, anything with a camera, it's all doing it constantly. Yeah. It doesn't have to get it right a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Whenever it does a collection because it's gonna collect more. Um always. It's 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 always collecting data points from you. So, yeah, I, I mean, that might work in onesies and twosies and you might get some but, funky But I ads. mean, like if, I'm, if I have a VPN, if I have ad blocker, if I have all these things like, you know, track blockers, things like that, how does it affect the algorithm? You have a MAC address. You have a user agent string because you're using the same browser. You use a login and a username. Right. But if I'm buying stuff with cash, all this other stuff, how does it affect it? Well, if you buy stuff with cash, it, no one knows. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's just one of those little measures that you can do that, you know, kind of prevent that data point collection. But at, at the end of the day, it's you're going to do these other things, too. So and, and really all you're hurting is yourself at this point because they do help people. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, with uh, stopping all social media use and yeah. then you're left behind. Yep. You are no longer part of the modern society. Yep. Well, you are done question with that too you know are you talking about posting or are you talking about just viewing or it, it, it's everything yeah posting viewing uh communicating within your own chat app is is it that it knows the algorithm which is a growing the, algorithms yeah does it know voices yet um there are algorithms that are sophisticated enough to determine who you are by your voice um I'm not going to state how I know that, but I will tell you that they are scary accurate. And there was a project I was going to work on in the fraud space. Yeah. Um, that was the, the attempt. No one's done it before. I was super excited to try to do it, and then boom, got a new job, better, better pay, and everything. Um, so you know, kind of threw that over my shoulder. But right. uh, the intent was, can we find a criminal by the tone of their voice? by the words that they say. And yes, it, I have full confidence that it would have it would have been a success. You would have been able to find somebody when you take, in the world at large. No, no. By so, their voice. so so basically when a, a frequent technique that gets used okay. in order to steal credit cards or to take over someone's credit card account uh, is social engineering. What they'll do is they'll shotgun the call center uh, until they find uh, a call rep who may be a little less savvy. Uh, and they'll socially engineer them into making account changes for them, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and there's certain language that they use when they talk. Um, a criminal calling in to do something on grandma's credit card account sounds a lot different than grandma. So that's pretty obvious. But when you look at a million different fraud calls, right? 
um, and you put a machine to go listen to them all, there's certain, and it's able to read, to extrapolate words from speech. Um, it's going to notice something in the language pattern for someone who's looking to commit fraud and give you a higher, you know, assurance that, Hey, maybe this shouldn't happen. Right. Right. Maybe, maybe we can stop the fraud at the phone call. Um, that was the goal of that. But those are data points that have been collected. Uh, you get told every time you call in a customer service, this call may be recorded. For, yep. Yeah, it, it is recorded. And we are able to store all the data. For and, quality and monitoring is yep. how they say it. Yep. And we're able to store all the data. We're able to throw a robot on it and it can learn. Yeah. So it it's going to get it's going to get stronger. Like that, that's, that's all there is. Yeah. Now, for anyone listening, uh, we are at one hour and 30, which is fine because I might break this up into one, two parts. This stuff is super interesting and I think it affects everybody constantly. So I want to keep going if you guys are cool with that uh, for a little bit. I mean, we're, we're working from home. I barely have to put on pants. Perfect. So the next question that, that ties from the calls and then into deep fake, I think that's a good, good pull from those two. So I used to work for a phone company. I dealt with a lot of, lot of, lot of phones because of that. So many people would say, I'm getting all these robo calls. I'm getting calls constantly. I'm getting all these calls. Uh, how do I stop them? And I was like, well, honestly, you really can't. As far as I know, as far as anything that I've seen or read about or heard of, you can't because they're computer driven, uh, right? Well, so yes, but. On yes, that, but. Okay. Uh, there are apps that can detect uh, robocalls when they're calling, especially if they're on a known list, right? Right. Um, and they'll pre-block them for you. Um, but every so often is, so what, it, what happens is it comes in waves and if you have these apps installed, you'll notice it suddenly you won't be getting a bunch of out of the blue phone calls. And then suddenly you start getting like six or seven in a day and it happens for a couple days and yep. then the app catches up because it's collecting data points. And then it's now suddenly able to predict the robocalls again. So it's going and protecting you from them. Um, the only way to not receive robocalls not have a phone not have a phone number yeah look so ip address scheming they totally underestimated the human capacity for labeling things with an address um and we quickly ran out of space which is why we moved from ipv4 to ipv6 i'm not going to get into the specifics on that but we have a lot more space now that hopefully we'll never actually end up using all the way up, but we probably will with the Internet of Things and, you know, our current implementations and ideas on what what the future looks like. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know this or not, but phone number space is not very big. It's how many numbers? Ten? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there are a finite number of them. Um they're static data points that anyone can get, right? Because they're collected. Right. Do you know who actually collects MAC addresses? No. MAC addresses are the address that labels your device the device that it is. Okay. It's a, it's a hexadecimal designation. Um, every device has a unique MAC address. Well, you know what? That sounds super great for establishing a whitelist for things that can call you. 
So why, why aren't we calling each other's devices? Everything's done over the internet anyway, you, you know? Yeah. Like, like set up, this is me like theory crafting future stuff, but uh, phone numbers are absolutely obsolete. Um, they are compromised constantly. We need to throw them away. Uh, you have actual financial risk whenever there's things like SIM swapping that are going on because that, that directly, uh, directly contributes to credit card fraud. SIM swapping is where you get a new device, you take a SIM card, uh, you pay off one of the Verizon store employees to swap the account over to that SIM, and then suddenly you have the victim's phone number. Yeah. Right? I can't do that if it's tied to the MAC address because you have to steal their phone. Right? Like, that's the only way to do it. And we can protect our phones with passwords and fingerprints and all sorts of other, you know, things. Face ID. Yeah, that would prevent someone from, you know, um, stealing our money remotely. Because that, that's the rub, right? Why can't we just go back to a good old mugging where you got to do it in person? Right. Um, the criminals have gotten away from that. There's no money in it. So... Yeah, that, that's my recommendation. Stop using phone numbers. I rare, I only use calls out um, if I have a really bad internet signal, I think, and for some reason my 4G is okay. Um, mainly, I do calls, video calls and stuff on uh, Facebook Messenger, especially with my kids, um, or I use my phone number call function to call like companies. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Like it's, that's all there is to it. And if, if it's not my contact list, I ain't fucking answering it. Is there, is there something different to use Facebook messenger calls over something like WhatsApp or just uh, any voice over internet? Same, same shit, different app. And there's multiple ways to skin that cat. So, um, you know, that's just my preference because I happen to like the messenger bubble overlay Mm -hmm. so I can multitask while I do things. Um, and quickly switch between tabs and it's seamless. And this, this is a question that I know I'm, I'm asking more because I've heard it rather than me asking this. Uh, I've heard people say that they don't use Facebook messenger because Facebook collects their data. They're collecting it anyway. Right. It's all of them. It's pointless. All of them are doing the same thing, right? They got you. It's, that's all there is to it. Um, whether you use it or not. So you might as well make use of the functionality. Yeah. I've, I've, there have been very few because I don't like answering the phone when it's a number I don't know. Uh, there have been very few times here recently where I've got hit with those fake calls and then I'll answer it because I'm expecting a call from the maintenance guy to come. They didn't give me a number. So I just know that I'm expecting a call and it just so happens. Here it is. I answer it and hi, this is Rebecca with car monitoring and we're here to go. And it sounds so real, so good because they've caught what the, all the voices from everything and created these and, and then my number's flagged as being one that's active. I've answered yep. it. So yep. now I'm on a new list to be called again because now it's a viable number. And those voices are sounding extremely realistic now. It's not as robotic anymore. It sounds like an actual person is yep. on the other end. Right. Or you'll you know, get a call in from somebody from India and yep. you know they'll say they're from Microsoft Tech Support. And yeah, that one's... That one's so, so minimum level. Yeah, yeah it is. It, and then you uh, you mess with them for a couple of days, and then they keep calling you back because you're on their get... list. That's why you don't talk to them. Yeah, I know, but you it was fun. At the one time I did it, it was fun. I've <laughs> I have been told to, and you can correct me if this because I have no idea. It's never been countered. But when 
whenever you get one of those calls. If you find yourself having answered, having done all of the, the wrongs that far, you don't say anything because it's very possible that they're recording your voice to use in other scams in the future. Um, it, so I've, I've not seen or heard a confirmation that that particular data point mm -hmm. is usable at scale uh, or even individually. Um, but once again, there are... It, it would be very hard to pinpoint when someone has been able to voice authenticate with something. Yeah. Um, from a forensic standpoint, right? Uh, cops are super, super ill-equipped to deal with these new crimes. Right. Um, they don't understand. The days of giving speeding tickets and walking the beat are over. That That's not, that's not the crime that they need to worry about. Um, you know, the, this petty little stuff. It's this other stuff where they're exploiting people and stealing their information to make money out of it. That's, that's where the money's at. Um, you know, I mean, murder and stuff like that and domestic yeah. battery, like there's a place for going and policing that stuff, but their efforts are so drawn thin, uh, across s crimes that criminals are moving away from. We, uh, there's a metric that gets quoted a lot. The crime, crime is decreasing. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't think it's necessarily decreasing. It's uh, changing, right? It's changing and not being captured. Because it's not a crime if you don't get caught. Right. Uh, In so, a closed society where everyone's guilty, the only true sin is being caught. Hunter yeah. S. Thompson, yep. one of my favorites. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't talk, don't answer them. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's just going to invite trouble. Um, especially if you don't know what they're going to be able to do with it. Most of the time it's some Indian pop shop um, that is just going to look for other leads. These yeah. people don't make any money. It's a farm essentially of labor. Um, they get given scripts and lists and they try their best. They're not looking for you, Jacob Serber, because they will never get you. Right. They are looking for the gullible one because the gullible one happens in one in a thousand, one in 10,000. It doesn't yep. matter. They have robots to go search it out for them, right? Yep. Um, so it's just a matter of hitting the right one at the right time. It's the same concept with, with phishing campaigns too. Uh, they almost, there's actually an interesting thing that happens with the language in uh, email phishing where uh, you've seen them. You've gotten the bad emails oh, yeah. with the bad grammar. Um, they're super obvious to you yeah. that it's a bad link. Well, you, guess what? They actually don't want you to click on the link. They want the dumb person who doesn't understand that or the child or, yep. you know, the, the technologically stunted, um, you know, boomer. Uh, they want them to click the link because they are ill-equipped to deal with the threat. That's their best. So, th so best they're actually self-filtering by doing things. So the kind bad of, grammar. Well, kind of lowbrow. Yeah. You, you know, like it's it's obvious to people, especially like me. You know, an expert in the field, I see this stuff, and I'm like, wow. You know what? It's actually kind of sophisticated that they're doing it that way. It's so yeah. dumb that they're only going to get so dumb people. So meta. Yeah, they're only going to get dumb people when they do it. Now, and not to say that anyone who has fallen for that stuff is dumb. You just weren't aware. Right. Um, but that's, that's who they're looking for. 
They're looking for the ill-informed, the the trusting, the too trusting. So, um, and that kind of goes back to what I was saying that the only way to kind of combat this this problem with data that we have, because data is valuable, yep, is to be informed about it. We have we have to never stop learning, always research. Um, you have to continually change your mindset given new information. So as long as you're able to continue to do that, you're going to maybe keep your head above the water. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. They'll still get all of your information, but they're going to do it. Anyway. You're aware of it yeah, at least. They're, they're going to do it anyway. The la- the last thing that I'll bring up today on this is that of the deep fakes. Oh, so this is, this is, uh, this is pretty crazy. This stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I, I have maybe a little bit to say on it because um, there, there are security implications um, involved with that, mm-hmm. um, it's especially in the instance of fake people and stuff yeah. too. Um, because if you can make a deep fake of a real person, it should stand to reason that you can make a deep fake of a fake person. Right. Uh, just as easily for um, anyone uh, for anyone who doesn't know what a deep fake is it's using an image uh, of someone that I've seen so far usually celebrities and yep. putting them in other situations on other people in videos so that when you see it it's unless you're looking or you're aware of this concept it's pretty convincing at first glance uh, what was what was one I saw? Jim Carrey in The Shining. Yeah, um, Jim Carrey on Jack Nicholson's there, body. There was one that was a completely fabricated speech from Obama that was nearly seamlessly done. Um, it, it varies by the skill level of the person editing. And so somebody watching it who's unaware yep. that it is that deep fakes are a concept will see it and go, "No, I saw a video of Obama saying this." Yep. Right. And with that one for Obama, that was the guy from uh, Key and Key and Peele. Yep. actually doing the speech for it as well. Yeah, so, they, 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 I mean, they, they modified were, his voice. Yeah, they did. It's crazy. Yeah. I the the there is legitimate fear on my end from what the implication of deep fakes will do, not can, will do to life as I know it. The well, way I mean, it can be used to he can fake a person's voice as well so yeah about, that's why i was asking about the voices with yeah, uh calls I mean, earlier well i mean like four years ago adobe had during one of their adobe max uh sneak peeks a program that was going to take just a voice and duplicate it they had showed it off with um bart from the simpsons yeah you know they had that voice actor they had enough data where he was able to say well it was the voice actor is a she but you know the voice itself they were like hey you know, we can have the Simpsons go forever because we have enough data where we can just have Bart say whatever. Yeah, so the voice actor speaks like five paragraphs. Correct. And suddenly they're out of work. And they got rid of that, though, very quickly because of the implication of, hey, if you can get this from, you know, this person, you can get right. this from anybody, and then you can just fake whatever. Then the AI creates all of our shows, all of our politicians, all of everything. But the technology is there. They just kind of like squashed it. Yeah. Some, some people within the industries, it's not all evil. Yeah. It's, it's really kind of like a morally gray goo. I I like to say, um, there are people 
that are part of these large corporations and they will pump the brakes and have legitimate reasons for doing so. That said, sometimes those people leave and go work at other places. Like I was in fraud and now I'm in the energy sector. Yep. Um, I had a really great idea that I didn't get to implement before I left. It may never actually get implemented unless one of y'all who's listening is in fraud and can take it and run with it. If you know who to talk to and you know, your own financial institution. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, there are consequences to progress yeah, and they need to be measured out. Um, deep fakes is one of them. Our video editing software has gotten very good. Our voice editing software has gotten very good to the point that we can craft believable humans. Um, so we can craft narratives that mm -hmm. can say whatever we want. Um, and with the appropriate data points, we can craft those narratives so that they get viewed a lot and yep. they become favorites and that people go and look at them and they seek them out. Like it, it, it all snowballs very quickly. Yeah. Very quickly. Um, all you need is just a whole bunch of photos. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Those hard. So a photo, Thank was, you, Instagram. A, a photo yeah, was a hard exactly. data point. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's a point in time where certain things are exact and it's captured. Like so. you said, uh, Alex, you're getting knitting and, and toddler advertisements, possibly because you have been in pictures with friends or family with children. Yeah. Who, who knows? Possibly. Who knows? Who knows what the algorithm decided? Right. Um, I'm usually not. Maybe Alex could really benefit from a nice therapeutic hobby such as knitting. <laughs> <laughs> possible. But... Um, yeah, I, I think the big takeaway from this is, is, and I mentioned it before, is you know education and research. You right. got, you got to teach yourself to recognize these things and understand how your data is being used and why, when you're seeing something, why it's being shown to you, and then when you see it, make sure it's true. You know, we need to be savvier about the things that we buy. We need to be savvier about the things that we watch. We need to be savvier about the things that we read. Um, and right now there's just a failure on all accounts for any of that happening because we have people panic buying toilet paper yep. and creating their own crisis when there was none. Yep. Um, so it, it has real world consequences <clears throat> and sometimes it kills a large segment of the population. I, I don't know if you know the exact number of adults that we have in the country over the age of 60. But there's a lot. There's a lot. That's the baby boomer generation. Yep. Um, and they're at risk. And there are people in that generation that I love and care about. So I think we all owe it to one another to be a little more responsible. And to take the time to ask experts and understand their biases when they go and they speak things. Right. And formulate it in a way that we can better... I don't know, just kind of better navigate the world as it is. Like we got to understand it. We can't let the robot decide things for us. We can let it suggest, but you can't let it choose your options for you. To to tie it all together and the Kojima into this with information, I chose that one because it's really important to me, the video game news and things, but two, at the end of Metal Gear Solid 2, I believe it was, when you play as Raiden, you find out the entire thing was a simulation. This is a spoiler for a game that what? has been out for a while. You just ruined it. <laughs> I've never played it, so it was a spoiler. Yeah, the here. entire thing is a simulation, 
And it's all done by the AI to create these points of interest, to understand behavior of how people will act in high stress situations because humans have created too much content. And without content and context, it is just insanity. So the AI is learning and saying, we are the authority to further lead humanity. You have fucked up by giving us too much information. Now you don't know what to do with it. You don't know what's real, what's not real. And so we'll take care of it. The AI will decide. We will decide and assign context to what we think is matter to you. Oh, the AI nanny. Thank you, Kojima. Yeah. For he, seeing it, this through yeah, years before yeah. it actually came into existence. Well, yeah. Metal Gear came out, what, like 20 years ago? Yeah, a long time. Yeah, yeah, it was a while ago. So enjoy your Acme soup mm-hmm. and your Acme bib and eat your soup. Because it has the vitamins and proteins that you need to be a good, strong boy. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Alex, Wes, thank you for joining me for this episode today. Uh, we said, how long's the show? Ah, uh, an hour. We've gone to two. This is the first two hour we've done on season two. So uh, right. I actively tried to dial that back because in our first season, um, Shane and I were not good, nor did we really care about time limits. We just wanted good content and too many two hours got too long. But this has been, I think, very enjoyable, uh, very informative, hopefully yeah, for people out there. Yeah, yeah, I, I hope. And, um, you know, I'm always available for questions uh i'm a friendly guy sometimes uh, <laughs> I, I promise i am i'm i, I have good intentions we'll yeah. just put it that way uh even though i come off acerbic sometimes but uh yeah i mean if anyone has any questions on any of this stuff I, even if i'm not an expert i'll i'll try to point you in the direction of someone who is and you know i'll, I'll freely admit when i don't know something but i'm i'm pretty knowledgeable about uh, a good majority of what we've spoken about. Today. Absolutely. Which when, when we were talked about this, about having this episode, I was like, that would be a really fun one. Um, thank you guys both no, thank for, you for joining. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, do you guys have anything, uh, Wes, Alex, in any order that you guys are doing? Any plugs, any shout outs, anything that you want to say? I always offer that. So... You got any websites, any projects, anything? If not, no big deal. Uh, no, I like to live in the shadows. Okay, yeah, yeah, staying we, we, in we, the bunker. We we do things a bit behind the scenes. I I, I do have to. designs on on doing my own uh, intelligence consulting firm in maybe the next five years or so. Um, but you know, I, I gotta you know dip into another industry before I feel comfortable with that. You know, f- figure right. a nice like age 35 37 it's time yeah. to be my own boss so we'll, we'll see <laughs> <laughs> a goal to have yeah yeah and i guess right. you guys don't want to say too much you know more data points yeah data points collecting yeah. <laughs> exactly can't have the the server machine learning algorithm go and uh you know my deep, empires deep, deep, deep fake me over and and have a robot clone competing with i me. don't know well, yeah you, i mean you've, you've said, said a, enough uh, you, you've you said a lot enough. of words yeah, both of yeah. you have said a lot of words mm-hmm. in this two hours so i'm sure i have enough to make some of my own fake calls and some videos oh and... the frogs are gay <laughs> <laughs> uh so side note that was atrazine uh that alex jones talked about on that I have no knowledge on atrazine, but, uh, you know. I have no knowledge on the sexual orientation of frogs either. 
but I know exactly <laughs> what drug. And I work in agriculture. Well, thank you guys. I hope hope we can do another episode at some point in the future. I think it was a lot of fun, different topics, maybe same topics, whatever we do, right? Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, hope your Tuesday morning is enjoyable. You are probably not driving to work since you are also quarantined. Um, and any listeners who aren't in the U.S. are probably also quarantined too from the analytics that I have of your data point of where you are listening to this show. So follow us on Facebook at Thunderwolf Podcast and Instagram Thunderwolf underscore podcast. We've been posting a lot more content on there trying to get some more uh, followers. Share us, talk about us with your friends. Keep keep on uh, doing you. Wash your hands. Wa- oh yeah, wash your hands yeah, too. Wash your hands. That's a really good call out. Um, at the end Off of the show. Your elbows. At the end of the show, I'll say time's up and then you guys can say whatever you want if you want. Usually it's like a sign off kind of thing. So follow me also on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Revlaw. Join the Gamers Church. I've been playing a lot of games on there, growing a community. It's a lot of fun. And follow the tribes on YouTube. I'm looking to put more show content up there and since we can't go play live shows right now we're going to go into the studio record our full set and upload those songs as as to some semblance of live music experience so that's the show we're going to close it almost right at two hours it's been a lot of fun thank you guys again and time's up all right so uh when you're washing your hands Make sure you sing a song, but just not a tool song. Not a tool song. Because you will be washing your hands for forever. I, for one, would like to thank the uh, coronavirus pandemic for making pants obsolete uh, for in, for uh, video teleconferencing. Um, I used to think that I needed pants, but the sheer amount of laundry that I would have to do is going to be excessive. Yeah, please put on and, pants and because <laughs> you have been staying here and I don't need to see that, bro. You just, just, just close your eyes. Just yeah. Close. So if, if you really want, I'll stop wearing pants too. And we both know this is, this is a game of chicken. You don't want to play brother. <laughs> <laughs>